0: Hey y'all, it's your girl Mia and Whitney. Welcome to the Black Coffee and Tea Podcast, where you get your weekly dose of top stories,
1: girl talk, and everything in between.
0: This is where you come when you need your coffee,
1: but want that tea. So get ready.
0: Next episode starts now.
1: Hey Whitney.
0: (laughs) Hey Mia, what's going on?
1: not much lovely lovely day
0: today (laughs) yeah it's beautiful weekend Saturday
1: up early up early I know our viewers are used to seeing us or the backgrounds being dark at night at least mine
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I didn't even realize that was windows like behind you
1: oh yeah it's a window it's kind of a glare right now I had the windows open but Mm -hmm. um that glare was kind of strong so
0: yeah see, I don't like to have my windows open because I'm on the first floor, so i'll I'll crack my blinds, but yeah. mm mm, I feel like people walk right by my uh window yeah, and I'm a single female I gotta protect myself out here in these streets. <laughs> people are
1: crazy people are crazy, so are I'm you crazy. just to like ask you're in California like I am I am
0: in California. California, it's a lot yeah. happening here. Um, thank God I'm not affected. Um okay. uh, I, I actually used to live in Thousand Oaks. That was actually my first place of residence when I moved to California. Wow. I lived there for like seven months or so. So it's crazy to hear that about that shooting. My heart goes out to everyone involved in any way. That's so sad. Um Thousand Oaks was actually named like one of the safest cities just a few years ago, it was like the third safest city in America believed to be, you know, it's crazy. It's really suburban. It's really, um, you know, it's far away from LA. It's probably a good, like 40 minute drive from the city of LA. And it's very suburban. It's very like high class. A lot of celebrities, celebrities live out that way. Um, and it's just a few minutes from Calabasas and Malibu, which is where all the fires are happening right now as well. So Man.
1: Is it crazy to say that like when I found out about the Thousand Oaks shooting um and so for those that don't know um on what day was it was it Thursday? I think it was Thursday or it was the it was the, day of the Yeah, the shooting.
0: It was a it was Wednesday like, night.
1: Okay, so Wednesday night, people found mm-hmm. out I think Thursday morning when they woke up anyway. Um at least I did and um a guy who former military, um, he walked into a bar and started uh, opening fire on just, you know, everyone in the bar, specifically to the people that were line dancing, um, shot and killed, as we know of today, 12 victims, Um, several others were injured, um, and, you know, which is really sad, but I was really, when I found out about the news, it was just crazy that I was like, oh, another shooting. Like, I felt extremely bad. Like, I was so sad. I was like, not again. But on the other side of that, I was like, here's another one, you know? Um,
0: oh, yeah, yeah. We're becoming desensitized as we're a be- people, you know? Right, right. This one really affected, I mean, I couldn't really ignore it because- Since I live in California, most of my family does not live in California. My friends don't live in California. So I got a lot of calls and texts when I woke up like, are you okay? Are you okay? And for the people who know me, they know that I did used to live in Thousand Oaks. So they don't really know how far I am from that. So it kind of shook me this one. I was just like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like it's so close to where I am. And California is considered to be like a laid back um, state or whatever. So when stuff like this happens, it just, you know earth
1: shattering we had a um in nashville we had not too long ago i mean it was several months ago but still within this year we had the waffle house we were the known Mm -hmm. uh, we were the known ones for the waffle house shooter mass shooting and that was crazy in itself because you know in the town that it happened in the city antioch it's a pretty happening city. It's, you know, pretty popular to to be in specifically for blacks. Um, it's now becoming, I think, a little bit more yeah. suburban out there because they're trying to push people out from um, the city of Nashville out towards, you know, more of the outer locations. And I don't know, it's just, it's a popular city. And, you know, it just speaks and se- shows that like, it could be anywhere. It could be, it literally could be you. It literally could be. It was
0: crazy when I heard about that Waffle House one too, um, earlier this year, because shoot, you know, college, we were in Nashville in college and the Waffle House was the spot. Like everyone went to the Waffle House, especially at that time of night. I think when it happened, like everyone went to the Waffle House after the parties, after the clubs. Um, and I find it really, heroic that guy who actually ended up like saving a rack of people's lives because he attacked the shooter and that's so heroic because like when you think about it like usually it's one shooter with dozens and dozens of people and it's like it's sad to think yeah whoever does put their life on the line may possibly lose their lives but they would save so many other lives like imagine if when that guy came in like seven people bum rushed him instead of everyone running like I know you know, maybe some people would have been killed or whatever, but they probably would have gotten control over him if people would have, you know, bum-rushed him. But I'm not putting blame on anyone because who knows what you do in that position. That's scary as fuck. I have no idea what I do. I pray to God I never have to find out what I do. I just pray for safety and protection because I don't want to be around no crazy shit like that ever. <laughs> right. How are the fires? Are they contained that you know
1: of? Or are they still on a...
0: Um Wild. I I really don't know. I just know it seems to be like with the hill in the hills. So for the most part, all of these fires usually happen in the hills. Um, uh, is it because it's so dry? Is it because it is. it's so dry or? It's because okay. it's dry and then in the valley it's it's way more dry than the rest of LA, which is cooled off by the breezes from the ocean. Oh, okay. Once you hit the valley, the temperatures are extreme. So they're extremely low at night and extremely high during the day when the sun's out. And also those houses and stuff, they're, they're all separated and surrounded by nothing but like dried out grass and shrubs and other greenery. So it's just like, it's hard to contain those fires because it's literally random ass houses and mansions and little neighborhoods in the middle of just massive, um, grass, a- grass areas that are like dried out because we don't get enough water here in California. So yeah. that's so it's a fire starter, you know, and then it's hard for them to get to these houses because they're so, you know, obscure all up in the mountains and the hills. And so, I mean, it's it's hard to say, but it's usually rich people that are affected by this, these fires, like, to be honest, for the most part, it's never really the people that live in the city or in the common areas. Um, I mean, not to say that makes it any better, but I mean, at no, least those yeah. people usually all have fire insurance. They all can afford sure. to move to a different place, you know. Right. As long as they enough time to evacuate. And yes. As long as to they have they enough they time to evacuate. To gotcha. Um, but I saw that video of August Alcina that Shade Room posted, and he was literally like in the fire.
1: Oh, people- really?
0: yeah, it was his house. He was, he was like taping his backyard, but it was literally just like fire everywhere and smoke and ashes. And people were like, see, this is what's wrong with society because your ass should be running out. But instead you're recording this for the gram, like
1: (laughs) everything for the gram,
0: everything for the gram, man,
1: everything for the gram. Yeah.
0: Wow. But, um, crazy week, crazy week. Um, I'm definitely praying for everybody.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say shout out to all those family vict- family members, victims, friends, everyone affected by the fires and the shooting. You
0: know. Yeah. That's that's awful. Yeah, um, no, Tamara and her husband.
1: Tamara oh, yeah. Tamara Housley, Tamara Maury, Housley, Adam Housley, who her who her husband is, they lost their niece in that shooting. Crazy. Um it's just another thing where it's so random. It's like, you know, you just don't think it could be I mean, I think people now think, yes, it could happen more than I, you know, more than in the past, but when it really hits you, it's like, yeah. or hit somebody that you know, or your family member, it just is like, wow. Even the fact of me hearing it in the media that it was a family member of Tamara and her husband, it was like, really? Like, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's usually a lot of people that we don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like in the celebrity I'm saying since, Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's sad. It's just so sad. It's so sad. And I hope that we never get used to it, but
0: it's an American tradition at this point. It's, (sighs) it's becoming, I was literally looking at some comments on Instagram of some people. um, Basically a guy had posted a meme or not a meme, but he posted a video that kind of went viral basically just saying that, you know, um, mass shootings is an American tradition. This doesn't happen in other places of the world. And so I guess he had a lot of international followers so they were commenting and they were like is there a war going on in america they were like what's happening there like why is everyone getting shot like they just were legit confused in the comments right. like, is there a war in america like they didn't know and right. it's just like imagine if we were hearing that from the other side like oh shit they bombing people over in syria or whatever like we mm-hmm. it's the same thing like we're just we we like to separate ourselves from the rest of the world and say, we're not a third world country and we're this and that, but other countries are looking at us like, what the hell is going on with y'all? Right. <laughs> y'all just killing people for no reason, you know? Right. And right. it's just, it's a, it's a sensitive time right now politically. So it's mm-hmm. just like, this holds a lot of weight because it, like the, the country is divided and I'm kind of divided on it, too, with the whole gun control thing. Right. Like, of course, people are going to now be more fearful of their safety. And now some people want tougher gun control laws. But then at the same time, it's like you don't want the fear of this to strip the citizens of their rights to bear arms because, mm-hmm. shit, who don't we don't know what the state of this country may be. And people may need those guns for security in their own homes, you yeah. know? So it's just it's a difficult place you know um i hope we find a solution i mean good thing is the democrats have the house and hopefully i'm hoping for an impeachment coming soon but we're going to see i think he's going to get another term i don't know i don't know we're going to see what they do with this 2 years they haven't had the house in 2 years and i feel like they already got some shady ass um you know techniques of trying to keep Some people out and um apparently uh, this
1: midterm election was you know we had a lot of great things to come out of it as far as democrats um but in the same sense this was like a win overall win for the republicans still from what i've heard um, I'm not super political, but I stay in the know enough to know, you know, how it's going to affect me. Well, they you know, don't lead like- the
0: House of Representatives, which they had been leading for two years. So it's, yeah. it's that's not a good. major gain, but in checks yeah. and balances, The now it's going sure. to be a battle. It's going to be sure. a battle between the president and a battle between the house. And they're going to go sure. back and forth because they each need each other to get bills passed and so-and-so. So Trump's going to be battling the house and the house is going to be battling Trump. And it's like, we're going to see how it plays out.
1: We'll see. To be continued.
0: Yeah, we will see. Um, so, yeah. Another crazy topic or issue that was trending, I don't know if you heard about it or not, but um, this whole Donye Jones um, mm. it, a young man was found hung um, from a tree in Ferguson, Missouri, and... Um, the circumstances involving the case is very very suspicious i'd say um and why do you say that um so there's a few reasons but um it's even more suspicious the fact that like nobody has heard about this like major media won't won't speak on it Um, they don't want it anyone to think that there was a lynching happening in 2018 so it's not being talked about um, the only reason it is semi being talked about by some people is because a video a video and picture I think went viral of his body hanging so that's kind of how it got notoriety um, online and so basically the whole backstory about this is we all know Mike Jones okay the mm-hmm. you know the guy that was um, the young man that was shot by the police killed yes. it was a lot of controversy over that and ever since that incident a lot of protesters and activists has um they have risen up in that city trying to make change trying to blah blah blah. you know the city has not taken well to these activists so ever since 2014 when mike brown died there has been suspicious deaths of major political uh protesters and activists black and unsolved so um for instance like let me see deandre joshua he was found with two sh- gunshots in the head like these are people who were like marching every day on the streets and trying to like um get change and stuff um edward crawford in 2017 darren seals and these are just very suspicious like terms and all of these people were political protesters okay and so this um boy uh, Danye jones his mother uh, melissa McKinney's, she's a very known activist in ferguson She has been battling the police, um, the court systems. She had reported months prior to finding her son in the backyard that she had been receiving death threats, all of that, okay? All of it's going ignored. So when she comes home and she finds her child, I think he's like 21 years old, he was hanging from a white bed sheet that she claims did not come from her house. She's like, that's not her bed sheet. Um, the, the police refused to hand it over to her to inspect. Okay. So her, her son's body's found hanging in, in, um, like further in her backyard in a tree. She calls the police, the police get there. They immediately just say, Oh, it's suicide. You know, this is typical. We're going to wait for the corner to come the corner comes, They take, they start to take the body down and she's like, what the hell? You're not going to take pictures. You're not going to like, there should be some investigation going on. The police just kind of looked at her crazy. So her uncle, um, her brothers, the, the guy's uncle, they decided to take pictures of the body as it was hanging as their only proof of, you know, how the body was found and everything. Because of the police refusal to investigate this as a homicide, they decided to release those images of her son hanging on social media, which created at least a little bit of recognition. Um, so that's what she's looking at right now. I think they said on Shade Room that she's um trying to start to go fund me so that she can get a private investigator, a private corner, because they're not doing her son justice. And my thing is even if it was suicide, y'all still need to investigate it like it isn't. You need to be a hundred percent sure if someone is if that's a suicide. And I feel like it's not. You know, to me it's just like how many people really hang themselves. Outside of their homes, anyway. If you're really going to kill yourself, most likely you kill yourself in your home or you're going to jump off a building or something like that, or maybe your car, but it's usually in a personal space. You're not going to hang yourself from a tree and you're a black man. And I I just don't see that. And they said he showed no signs of depression. He was a really happy person. He, not saying that happy people can't be depressed, but they said it was just, it came from nowhere and he um, was. Having He had like a real estate business that he had just started that started um, being very successful. So he was really happy and excited about it. So none of it makes sense. And the fact that the police are trying to bury this issue silently and no media is picking up on it, it has my spidey senses like, what the hell is really going on here? And what's going on in Ferguson, period. Oh, man, it's so
1: loaded. It's... Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's so many different angles to attack this from. And it's, I think, the resolution in this, if there ever is one, God, I just can't imagine being the mother, you know, of this, of this boy. Um, But if there was to be some sort of anything, I would say to keep going, Mm -hmm. keep fighting for justice no matter if it, you know, seems bleak and nobody's, you know, fighting alongside of you or, you know, even with these police officers and people and media not picking this up, keep going, like, keep going because I feel like anytime these store, I don't know, I just, my heart just breaks for any parent that has to bury their child regardless if it's a wrongful death or something they saw coming, you know, it could be an illness, but God, like to actually have to be in this woman's footsteps, knowing something shady happened to her son and not having that support and backing from these outlets, from the people who we pay as American citizens with our taxes, these officers, that are not doing their due diligence is very disheartening and again for me this is another story where it's like here we go again you know and just, i just to me this is i mean think about the, but think about all the people that we don't know about like i'm just it, it it's all like it what do we do? The only thing I can say do from a society standpoint is to just not only uplift this woman in prayers, but yes, if there is a GoFundMe support, you know, so that she can have the funds to hire the people that will help with resolving this case. Um, it And how do you, and then on the other side of that, it's like, how do you fight the government? Like when there is shady business, how do you, how do you uncover and peel back the government?
0: I don't know. It's it's because it sounds so
1: fishy. It it's sounds very
0: fishy, and it sounds fishy. It's reminiscent of back in the day when all of these leaders would come up, the Black Panther leaders, because this Black Lives Matter. This is just a new age Black Panther in sure. in government's sure. opinion. You know, sure. FBI FBI has their eyes. On Black Lives Matter like you've seen how they've kind of suppressed Black Lives Matter. They don't really they they're making it seem like it's a negative thing. They um, Press media it, It's a bad connotation when you think about Black Lives Matter and they have been trying to suppress any type of black Activist leaders like they don't want us to have no leaders. Okay, and whatever leaders that we do have they got to be peaceful we're going to be very compromising type of leaders. They're not going to have any type of leaders in the black community. That's going to call for action and call for any type of real reform. Like that's, they're not going to allow that. You know what I'm saying? It's sad, but it just seems it's obviously some conspiracy involved in my opinion, just with the whole Ferguson thing, period. Like, I don't know. I think
1: we just have to keep talking about it. You know, we just have to keep talking about it recognizing these stories because i know that there's been other stories that have not gotten much much momentum behind them i you know it's almost like we see them we see Mm -hmm. them posted but you just scroll past it it's like oh damn another one scroll past except for the more prominent popular ones that we hear about that make it to the news but i think that we're doing our country a service by saying no hold on wait what was that Repost did you hear about such and such that happened in Ferguson? Did you hear about what happened in Illinois? Did you hear what happened in Idaho? Did you, you know, we've got to keep putting our own with all of this technology that we have just as civilians. Like we have to band together and put light and shed light on these stories to rally together to, to, you know, help, help these families figure out, okay, this, we stand, by. we stand by you. We stand with you. We stand by you. Um,
0: yeah. This mother, she, she doesn't play. Just, like she went she hard for Mike Brown them. and she went hard for a lot of other people because she believed that they were already targeting those activists that had died for before sure. her son got killed. You know, and so now she really believes what the hell is going on. And she, if you listen to her speak, she has a lot of videos on YouTube or whatever. She's just trying to find awareness and trying to figure out her next best move. But she says she can't even cry no more. She was like, y'all fucked with the wrong person. You know what I'm saying? You fuck with the wrong son because now you think I went hard for Mike Brown. See how hard I go for my own son. Like you have no choice but to take me out of here. And she was like, and if you do take me out of here, there's a hundred other people behind me who's going to step in my place so try to take us all out of here you know and that and she's really just stating a declaration of war and this is going over mainstream media's heads they're not even seeing it most people don't know about it but if you tune into it you'll see what's really going on here like it's some deep stuff so shout out to shout out
1: to what's the last name of the family the um,
0: boy. the victim is uh Donye Jones and his mother is a Black Lives Matter activist, Melissa McKinney's. So support Melissa. her. I believe she support has a
1: company. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's unfortunate. I hate it. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I, I have a son and I am afraid for him every day he leaves my house. Yeah. And he's aggressive. He's like what you would consider um boy a true boy, you know, that terminology, mm-hmm. like he's like a boy's boy. He likes to get rough and tough. And, mm-hmm. and you know, sometimes he does not think about the things that he says, or he doesn't know his own strength. So when he does play with, you know, little girls or boy, other boys, yeah. sometimes it becomes, and you have to say, Hey, unfortunately you can't do that. Like, yeah. yes, she did that to you. She's a white girl. Yeah. She's a white girl that did that to you. And I'll share a story really quick about what happened at my son's school last year. Um this was the beginning of the year. His teacher, he was in third grade, and I got um an email from his teacher, and it's basically just said, you know, hey, um, we we wanted to you know, I wanted to reach out to you, let you know that I had a conversation with Carter. I almost wrote him up. Um, however, it looks like we got it handled. Um, it was between him and another young lady and, um, we almost wrote him up, but you know, we need you to talk to him, you know, to make sure this doesn't happen again. So I get the email and I'm thinking like, okay, there's no details on what happened. You want me to talk to my son about something that you did not share with me what happened. Furthermore, when I go and pick up my child and I ask him what happened nine times out of 10, he's gonna be like, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. Did you get in trouble? No. So anytime you say you're about to write my son up and it's going to go in his file for whatever the case is, that's a phone call. You need to call me and say, hey, this is what happened. This is how we corrected it. Can you help support us by making sure this does not happen again? I knew nothing.
0: They don't call home to parents anymore. Well, okay. so when I was <laughs> in school, they love to call your parents about everything. They,
1: <laughs> they, they, they do call. It's just crazy because back and I was just like, okay, sure. You know, I'll talk to him. Absolutely. What happened? And, um, needless to say, she did not respond to me that day. So I had to get my son and talk to him about God knows whatever you know, cause he didn't remember. <laughs> he didn't know, or even if he was lying, he didn't tell me. So I'm just saying, Hey, whatever it was, you need to make sure you don't do that. You were going to get written up the next day. She's like, Oh, well he was, um, uh, talking about, we think he was talking about sex with a little girl in the cafeteria. And, that's and not they didn't call you over that. So I said, okay. I said, well, I will make sure I talk to him, you know, yada, yada, yada.
0: Oh, why did they so think so?
1: Well, here's the thing. I said, so, um, I said, well, thank you for telling me what, you know, what happened this way. I can actually know what to talk to my son about. I said, but after you talk to my son, I said, after you talked to the little girl, what, when you sat my son down, what did he say that he said? <sighs> oh, Miss, Miss Carter, I'm so sorry. I didn't get a chance to talk to your son about what, what his side of the story was. You know, da-da-da-da. What? Girl. Excuse, wait a minute. I said, and I told her again, I said, excuse me. I said, I'm going to ask again. After you sat that little girl down and you got her side of the story, when you brought my son in to sit him down, what did he say that he said? I am, again, I mean, I'm so sorry. It was, you know, it was, it was the end of the day. We were rushing. I did not have a chance to talk to Carter. So you were gonna write my son up without even verifying what he said that he said? He's just
0: automatically wrong. Just
1: automatically wrong. And so when I did talk to my son, he was in the cafeteria and he said that they were t- talking about animals, like cats and dogs, and they were talking about breastfeeding. So like, that's a natural conversation. You know what I'm saying now? Whoever heard that? Okay, but that's part of the anatomy. Breastfeeding a kitten, dog. Bre- he's he's he has seen kids being breastfed with mothers in real life. That's human. That's science. So again, you're telling me that this little girl saying he's talking about sex? They're talking about breastfeeding kittens. She was like, "I am so sorry. This won't happen again." Da da So I took it to the next level. I took it to the t- uh, the principal. She got in her butt like everybody. The assistant, like I'm not going, like because I don't play about that. Like is the teacher, you... Yes, and the, that, the yeah, exactly. and the little girl was white. The little
0: girl white. Yeah, exactly. The little
1: girl was white. And my they're always thing gonna be the
0: victim. Just that's just always one.
1: gonna be the victims. Always gonna be the victims. And I, I just was so angry that my son did not get his right to sit down and to speak. You know, because my thing is. As parents, we get on him when he's wrong. We get on, we praise him when he's right, mm-hmm. but we also get in his butt when he's wrong. Yep. But to sit up here and say, you were going to automatically write up my son based on something that you didn't even give him the opportunity to explain? Where do they do that at? Right. You even call me to tell me what happened. You email me to tell me to talk to him about Bubkiss. So yeah, like yeah. that, that, that isolated situation alone had me just i was like yeah. this could always be worse and it's like thank god
0: is- that you are a parent who talks to their child and doesn't automatically assume oh you fucked up again let me i'm gonna fuck your ass up right you know thank That's god right. you're not That's one of those right. it's a lot of That's parents right. out there who be like especially if a child is used to getting in trouble they're not even gonna think twice like, oh this teacher oh you got written up okay like that right. affects kids and stuff and it's just like right. for it's always the black boy you know yeah. it's always their fault yeah it's yeah. ridiculous
1: it's ridiculous and it's unfortunate and it's the reality so we've had tons of conversations about unfortunately you can't do that because you are because of your skin color you yeah. you do have to be a little bit more relaxed mm-hmm. you do, I mean we've had to have these real conversations
0: does he understand the concept he- of that
1: he is still a kid. So in the moment, you know, while you're talking to him, it's like, okay, yes, mommy. I'm sorry. Yes. Have I you get, talked you know, to yeah. him
0: about or shown him like black history? Does he know about slavery and racism and Martin? He Lee does. King he he that? does. He does. He now again he's what still I can a say kid. Is my mom my mom had me through a whole black history course that was not in school and it's it's really shaped me to who I was and me and she had to because I was one of two black kids in the whole school so she knew I wasn't gonna get no history about African Americans in that environment right and um right it really you know shaped my outlook so yeah
1: no anything we do we try to help supplement whether it's math science i mean it's just not enough in the schools anymore yeah of
0: course things. of course but, but, but being, being black saying, americans anything, that absolutely know, Any, we,
1: we approach that from everything because they're just not kids are not getting what they i feel like used to in schools and even not even so much history that's always been an issue i'm just saying like as we're progressively moving to this more techie world things are getting scarier you know, little kids are walking around with these, with these phones like this the whole time, like no interaction between individuals, nothing. And so it's just, it's just getting, it's getting really scarier. So it, for me, it's like, you have to tighten up. Parents have to tighten up from all aspects. Another thing I've noticed is these teachers, you've got a lot of teachers nowadays that just don't care. They just, they don't care. I think it's um, all they're into life. the well but y- I've, it's always I've been had that-
0: a shitload of teachers that didn't give a fuck
1: there's been yeah nobody
0: been, all my life
1: <laughs> really see I've had <laughs> I grew up in an age where I felt like I had teachers that like I not all my teachers and I'm not saying it, it, it's never an all I mean there's always been the exceptions and stuff like that but I just I just feel like the from the school districts it's just it really takes parents to really be involved in their children's lives because there's not that social interaction. These kids are not going outside playing with their neighbors. They're inside They're You know, these conversations are not mouth to mouth. It's literally in a phone. It's in a game. It's everything's sneaky. Everything is just them being fed information from, you know, the internet. Like it's just crazy. And I just, like I said, it, I, it, I really do want to just throw out the message that it, we as parents have to be better parents. We just have to be better parents and feed our kids, talk to our kids, take it back to the red table. Not yeah. literally red. I'm saying having those conversations in the family time where it's like, okay, what happened at school today? Tell me, like, right. what did you do? No, don't tell me, Oh, school was fine. Okay. What well, was fine about it? Like that way I can uncover. Cause you know, you do want to be your child's friend parent first, but that's how you uncover what's all happening. And that's the biggest thing that I wanted to kind of pair with the whole, um, You know, my son didn't get a a, a chance to tell his side of the story because of some bullshit. And he wasn't going to come home and tell me that. If she didn't reach out to me, he wasn't going to come home and tell me that. So it's like, I just encourage parents to really get involved with their kids. Like you said, even with history, that's Mm -hmm. huge because they're not being taught that. And even if they are being taught a portion of African-American history, it's the history that they want you to know. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not, it's still not... You know, well,
0: I have a question because I'm, I'm obviously I'm not a parent um, yet, but I just want to know how do you? So you know, your son he is a black man. He will be a black man soon in America, and yeah. it's like how do you find that line or like when is the right age you think to tell him about these things like, you know, black men getting shot by the police and we'll how talk things. about that now? Okay, yeah, that's what I was wondering because cause I'm he like because I would. I mean, he- I would want to inform my child, but at the same time, I wouldn't want to, you know, scare them, you know, to think that that's going to happen to them too soon. But at the same time, they need to be aware. So it's just like, I know that's difficult to try to have those conversations.
1: Very difficult. difficult. How to deal with
0: the police. and Very
1: difficult. Very, very difficult. Um yeah, we've had these conversations. He's 10 now. He just turned 10. I want to say we started having these conversations at like eight because at seven, he just wasn't mentally there to actually know what was, you know what I mean? Like he just wasn't. And I think it, depending on your, you know, your child. So that's a determination that you make within your household at what age is the best for that child Mm -hmm. um, to have those kind of conversations. And you, 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 you dice it up. You know, you baby feed it to them in the sense of whatever age level that they're on. So I'm not having these high level, you know, adult conversations. It's more so, you know, um, you know, these, you know, Carter, there's these things that are happening in the news and, you know, that temper that you had today, you know, where you, you know, you went off and, you know, you just could not control your anger, um, you really have to control your anger because what you don't want to happen is da 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 da. And yeah. this is what has happened before. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you kind of just make, you take their real life situations that they can relate to and you relay it back to what's actually happened. Because there are 11 year olds getting treated like adults, getting locked up, getting, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that.
0: When I was in school, like around middle school age, there was a lot of like, Police brutality, and mm-hmm. one of my very close friends, I witnessed um, the police basically beat her up, attack her, treat her like we were probably like 13, and they treated her like she was an adult. And like um, she ended up getting uh, suing them and, and getting a settlement because of it, because her parents they just fucked with the wrong <laughs> the wrong black girl. They didn't know, but yeah. um, because of those experiences that I have been involved in, like I do know, like when I do have kids, especially if I have a black man. I would be so afraid of the police, like that whole thing, because they just literally see black men or even black young boys as a threat.
1: It's We've sick. talked to him about toy guns. Sick. You, toy guns. You can't take toy guns. You. I don't even allow him to play guns outside with the neighbors. Like, you know how they have yeah. water mm-hmm. guns and all these kinds, like, you, like back in the day, that was the, our favorite thing to do was water guns, have water fights, That's do so the fire sad. hose. Firefighter hosting and just be kids. You cannot do that. And, you know, he loves a hoodie. So we talked to him about a hoodie, you know, where to put us. Like, I don't love these conversations, but I'm aware and I'm woke enough to know that we have to have them. And I refuse to have my child go out into this world uninformed. Mm -hmm. And although he will make those decisions, and I just hope that he has listened to me and his dad and his village um, as he grows up and becomes his own person in this world, I do hope that he does make those right decisions and those sound decisions and whatever it is that we've instilled in him. He actually, you know, he lives that out. But the the reality is you could be doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing and just still get shot. You could be the nicest black guy. You could be, yes, sir. What do you need? Okay. I'm going to go re and you still get blowed off, you know? So it's, it's just, yeah very unfortunate I mean it's that's the reality of it too is Mm -hmm. that you could be doing exactly what you and that's what a lot of people adults argue is like man fuck the cops you know if I'm nice I'm still gonna it's like I'm not gonna be no sucker I'm not gonna be doing all this when they're talking shit to me and I'm sitting here being nice and you know there's Mm
0: that at least likely your odds
1: you're (laughs) like that's right that's right Mm -hmm. that's right
0: yes that's right so but just fuck it let them have it take yeah let them have it it's let them have
1: it bro. It's one moment what's the alternative
0: it's sad we don't have the same rights as you know a lot we of don't. people but we will make do with what we got like always
1: make do with what we got always yep
0: so stay up this has been a very very powerful episode yes black coffee and tea today i feel Yeah, yeah, for sure definitely share this out there y'all to anyone raising you know black kids in in this time and day and age um your friends please get the word out about uh Donye Jones and let's see if we can you know make a change
1: and I want to encourage white parents who have black kids yeah or other ethnicity of parents that have are that are raising black kids it's extremely important for you to let them know who they are you know it's gotta happen it's gotta happen good
0: point Mm -hmm. so
1: all right if you enjoyed this episode make sure you subscribe to the black coffee and tea podcast available now on
0: itunes spotify soundcloud and youtube and if you want to be a part of the bct fam make sure you follow us on instagram at bct podcast until next time